Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning into I Work For Him today. As you listen to us live on the radio in Tampa Bay and on iHeartRadio, letstalkfaith.com. You may be listening to a rebroadcast on Red Nation Rising or iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. However you're hearing the show today. As we just know that we prayed before the show that something you hear will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and connect in what you learn on Sunday with what you do all week long. Just know that we're praying for you. We don't necessarily know who you are, but you matter to God. And that's why this show is on the air. So let me ask this question. What if you just can't figure out what God's doing in your life? Okay, that might be most of us. But seriously, have you ever had God try to speak to you in dreams? How about in circumstances? Have you ever had the random conversation with someone and then, boom, something they said resonates so loudly in your head you know it was right from God? What if your life had all this going on and God tells you to go make salsa? That just might be a little weird. Today's story is a story of salsa, sickness, and spare change, and an encounter with one of God's angels. We've got in studio with us today, Todd and Louise Eckhouse. They've got a story you've got to hear, and and, well, let's just roll. Todd and Louise, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're so glad to have you guys in studio, and I was so glad to our mutual friend, Martin Newby, for him introducing us, because Martin Newby with, with Love Serves International. The, a phenomenal mission organization out of the Dominican Republic. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Martin Newby. And when he said, Jim, you got to hear this story, I'd listen because Martin's one of those guys. He's like E.F. Hutton. When he speaks, you listen. So, Louise, I always ask questions. I always ask questions of our guests. And this is the question I'm asking in the first couple of months of the year. What would you like to see the Lord do in your life in 2017? What would you like to see him mold and shape in you? I am always a work in progress. Um, I need, oh, I'm sorry. You're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. I just want his uh, unconditional love to just um, permeate through my body. I mean, I, I, um, he's just been so active in our lives lately, and I just want to continue what he has in, plan, in store for us. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, it's, that's just one of those things. This journey with the Lord is so challenging at times. You're like, okay, Lord, just you know, stop. I'm, I'm done trying to figure you out. I'll just whatever you want me to do. That's right. Todd, you know, this story is, is a story about trust and it's about obedience. But let's just talk about you for um, 2017. What would you like the Lord, what would you like to see the Lord do in your life this year? Well, I'm focused uh, really 100% on this new ministry. And I want him to 
bless it like he's never blessed any ministry before. I, you know, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about having the opportunity to tell people uh, what happened and how God has worked in our life, which is a very unusual, unique way. It's. I would challenge you that it's not as unusual as you think, because you look in the scriptures. God speaks to people in the dreams all the time, yeah. but it, it was unusual in your life. And the way he did it and confirmed it and confirmed it and confirmed it, that's what's really cool. It's not that it's new and unusual. It's that our Lord wants to get involved in the intimate details in our lives, and you got to experience it firsthand, and that's what 16 Cents Ministries is all about. Right, it, and he, I think he... He can deliver uh, the way he works uh, with people that best suits them. Today, we're going to hear the story of Todd and Louise Eckhaus. They've got a ministry that they're just launching, 16cents.org is where you can find out about them online, 16cents.org. It's a story of salsa, sickness, spare change, and an encounter with one of God's angels. That's a book. You got that book written yet, Todd, or is that one? Uh, well, I'm going to be working on it. <laughs> so you got all the notes you just have written in a book. All right, so Todd, this is... We want to hear the story, and you're you're a, you're a quote unquote retired business guy. But I know, and I say quote unquote because you're in phase two. God's taking you a different phase, right, right. but you've got a pretty extensive business background. What what was that background? Well, uh, primarily real estate for a better part of forty years, I guess. That's uh, a lot of years. Mo- mostly uh, income properties of different types, but manufactured housing communities as well, which is where I met Martin Newby, our, got our it. mutual friend. Okay. And Louise, were you involved in that business or were you off on your own doing something else? I was in real estate as well, but general real estate. Got it. Wow. Okay. So you guys are a big team. But when when the recession hit, things started to change in your life. Why don't you pick up the story there? Well, at the time that the recession hit, uh, I had a, a land development going in Lutz. And uh, we had a lot of trouble with Hillsborough County. They were dragging their feet and we for a lot of reasons, we couldn't deliver the lots when we had promised that we would be able to, primarily because of Hillsborough County uh, getting too busy and not being able to process uh, paperwork fast enough. So we lost the project, and uh, that dramatically impacted impacted us financially, Uh, perhaps as much as 95% uh, of our net worth uh, evaporated. And so go back to that moment because there's there's there was a lot of people that lived that moment. Right. Some people lost 110 percent. Some people lost even more. But that 95 percent moment. But you'd already worked 40 years to get to that point. When you got to that 95 percent, so you're really basically pretty close to where you were back when you're in your mid 20s. How hard was that on your faith? Well, it for it it caused me to go closer to God. Really, uh, I just said, you know, God, here we are. You know, we need help, and uh, we'll do whatever it takes. So uh, I had been making a salsa socially. I got, I just didn't want to go back into real estate. I had a very bad taste in my mouth. Real estate time. was rough on people. There's and, no question. Uh, so, uh, you know, I just said, I'm going to go back into, into or I'm going to start a salsa company. I ask you to bless so it. We're, we're just talking about, just so you know, we're talking about salsa you eat, not that you dance. Right. Just okay, people, because you get everything right here in Tampa Bay. Now, Louise, let me get, before we get into the salsa story, Louise, so your husband comes home and says, okay, the the, uh, the development's gone. The deal's done. We've, we've lost everything. How did that impact your faith? Well, I the emotions. I... I certainly, um, it was the roller coaster. I knew we needed to trust, but I was worried. I was scared. Um, And it's like, oh my gosh, here we are, you know, in our 60s and 
we're we're uh, struggling, and uh, but it had you know ultimately my faith was strengthened. You know, it's it's just the roller coaster. But it's yeah. tough. Now, were you guys a praying couple before this? Did you guys get together and pray on a daily basis during all the good years? We we didn't no we didn't pray uh, together. We okay. prayed separately. Okay, but when this came on, did you guys learn to pray together? Mm-hmm. More so. Yeah, yes. yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you just see their faces. I wish it was a TV right. for that face. <laughs> right. Because that's something my wife and I we we do a lot of marriage mentoring. Martha and I emphasize: if you want a great marriage, you want a good marriage to become great, learn to pray together as a couple. And it's sometimes it takes those really difficult moments. In order to realize, wow, this is something we really, we should have been doing this all along. So do you guys have kids? Yes. One daughter. One daughter. Okay. So your daughter's living this vicariously through you too, because every, you know, kids are always, well, dad, he's always been a successful business guy. All of a sudden dad's lost everything. How did that impact your daughter? Well, it it didn't really impact her. She was, uh, she had already left home. We were empty nesters. No, I figured that. Of course, she's a, she's in her 30s or her 40s. But, but how did it impact her when, when mom and dad lose everything? I mean, sometimes the kids are like, wow, that kind of throws them sideways. Well, you know, I, uh, I don't remember having any real deep discussions with her, just that, you know, this happened and we just have to get through it somehow. So we're, we're just making a choice to trust God. That was the comment you made to me on the, on the phone when we talked, that right. you just made a decision. You, you went to your guy's Bible study and, and you said what? Uh, I got up. I, I, we were suffering, we were struggling financially, and I just got up and I said, "Guys, I want to make a public announcement here." Um, I just said, "Guys, I want to stand up and I just want to raise my hand and say, I am making a choice to follow God, to trust in God." Uh, I can't even honestly say I felt it from my heart at that time. And I, in fact, I said that at the time, but I'm just making that choice. We're going to believe in you. We're going to trust in you all the way right to the end no matter what and that's what i said and what how was the response because i mean you've just told people you just lost 95 percent of your net worth you're in your 60s and life is looking pretty bleak you're having a hard time feeding yourselves right right uh well i mean they, they uh you know they just acknowledged it i mean there wasn't it wasn't anything earth moving to them but uh it was it meant a lot to me i mean i i just was making an absolute firm commitment no matter what and i really meant it Louise, when, when Todd told you he had made that decision, just trust God no matter what, what about, how did that impact you? I felt the same way. Okay. But, um, you know, to hear him make that commitment in, in front of his men, it's like, wow, he's, he's truly serious now. Well, uh, and, and as I understand it, when a wife hears her husband talk about spiritual matters that way, it's inspiring because they, they love to see their men lead them spiritually. Absolutely. And, you know, he's just... Full of the Lord now. I mean, before it was work, you know, well, making the salsa, he was (laughs) exhausted coming home. You know, we didn't get that much time together. But, um, you know, now it's every day it's something. And he's always on the computer in the middle of the night and, you know, wakes up and it's like, Give me, give me a minute. I need a coffee before we yeah. can chat here. <laughs> my, my wife needs her Diet Pepsi before we start to chat. Ah. Yeah, I get that. All right, so talk to me where, about where 16 cents comes from. Oh, boy, let's see. Where's the best place to start with that? Uh, we had uh, financial issues for just off and on, you know, for a long, well, not really, it was on for a long time. And we really needed some money. We had a, a car that the transmission needed some work on it. We didn't have any. We didn't have money to do that. So our neighbor asked Louisa to help with a with a big estate sale that he had, which she did. And 
one of the things he had left at the end of it was a big plastic bin full of empty three-ring binders. He was a lawyer. And he was complaining that he had to carry it to the, uh, he didn't want to carry it to the fire department to dump it in the proper dumpster and all that. And I said, well, let's just drag it alongside my house. He said, okay. And he took out a little pouch and he put a dollar bill in it. And he said, just for good luck, here's a dollar. And then he took some change out of his pocket and threw it in and said, for extra luck, here's some change. Put it on top, drug it out in front of my house. Uh, <clears throat> the night went on and went to sleep. I woke up at three in the morning and I, I could not get back to sleep. I just could not get back to sleep. But I had remembered I'd forgotten to get something earlier at Walgreens that I had intended to get. So I thought, well, it's 3 in the morning, but I'll go to Walgreens. <laughs> Why not? Because that's what people do. Yeah. Everybody does that, right? It's open 24 hours so, a day. <laughs> so I, I pull into the parking lot. There's not a single car in the parking lot. I didn't see a soul when I pulled in. I parked my car, got out, uh, locked it, looked up, and right in front of me was a man, uh, 30-ish, I'll say, and I, this is hard to explain, but he had kind eyes. Very difficult to explain that. You weren't that, threatened, really, is what no, you're I saying. No, I wasn't threatened. No, I wasn't threatened. And he looked at me and he said, excuse me, sir, do you have 16 cents? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any change. And uh, then he looked at me again and he said, just 16 cents. He didn't say it like only 16 cents. It was just 16 cents. He was conveying to me that 15 wasn't the right number and either was 17. The number was 16. Again, I said, I'm very sorry, I, I don't have any change. And I, and he looked at me, he looked at me, his eyes were speaking to me, really just, this is so hard to explain, but it was as if he were saying to me, listen to me, I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for you. Sure. So you go, you, so, you, you leave him in the parking lot and you go inside, right? I went inside and uh, I just got hit like a ton of bricks when I walked in because I was just feeling this tremendous guilt, you know, for not, for not helping him, especially since I had said previously that I wanted to be able to help people financially at some point. So I thought, well, I'll give him some money when I come back out. I came out and he was gone. And uh, I, I just felt he was, it was of God. And I, I walked around the building, I couldn't find him. I drove around two or three blocks in the area looking for him, I couldn't find him. Went home thinking, wow, what an, what an amazing thing to happen, you know, at three in the morning. I mean, just very strange. So next day comes, the day goes on, I come home and I forgot to look to see if anybody had taken the bin. Went to, we had dinner, I was cooking dinner for both families, uh, the, pre, pre, the owner of the house that, that was next door to us. And I said, Don, I didn't notice, did anybody take the bin? He said, no, nobody took the bin. Somebody did take the dollar, but they left the 16 cents. And I said, are, are you sure it was 16 cents? He said, yeah, it was a nickel, a dime, and a penny. And I just thought, wow, you know, that was, you know, that just really, that really affected me. Uh, I, I just knew that that had to be of God. But I couldn't put my arms around it because the 16 didn't mean anything to me uh, in, in context of uh, the Bible. I had no idea whether 16 meant a th you know, anything in the Bible or not. A lot of numbers do, but I never heard that 16 did. So <clears throat> several days went by, maybe a week, and I decided, wait a minute, I'm gonna Google this because there are numbers that are significant. Everybody likes to ask the Google. That's Absolutely. right. So <clears throat> I Google it, boom, it comes up. Number 16, the number for love in the Bible. And that led me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where the Apostle Paul is teaching on love. 
love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, doesn't keep record of wrongs. And uh, it's a very powerful chapter, very powerful. Now, I was already familiar with it, you know, as a Christian, but now I was really taking a deep look at it and seeing how important that really was to God. Because really, in that chapter, he's saying, you can do, if you can do a lot of things, you could move mountains, you could do a lot of things, but if you don't have love, you've got nothing. And he says he is love. So it's, it just, it, it really impacted me. Uh, and I, that was another thing. I struggled a little bit with love, you know, loving people the way I felt that I should. So <clears throat> I just thought, you know, this just has to be of God. But again, I didn't know what to do with it. I was already familiar with it, but what do I do with it? I, I'm already not, try to be nice to people. I try to love people. I'm not perfect, but what do I do with it? You know, and so that affected me for months. I'll, I'll say about eight months, and before I ask God uh, another question. So before we go to what Todd asked God, just let me remind you: we're talking today with Todd and Louise Eckhaus about how did their ministry sixteen cents dot org how did it get started. This is a story of salsa, sickness, spare change, and an encounter with one of God's angels. So we're eight or nine months down the road. How does God start to speak to you again? Well, uh, again, I was up very early in the morning. Uh, I said, God, you know, this number 16 has been really bothering me for, for a long time, and I, I, need, to, I need to settle it. Uh, if it wasn't from you, then I, I want to forget it. But if it was from you, I, I would wish you could somehow show me that it was from you. I have no idea how you might do that, or even if you will do that, but uh, I'd sure appreciate it if you would, because it's 16, I just can't get rid of it. So <clears throat> this happened to be two days before uh, Thanksgiving of 2015. That, that day, this, this same day that I you know, asked God that question, later, later in the morning, I'll say, I went to, to Publix to get some groceries. I got out of my car looked down as I was locking it, and right between my shoes, right between my shoes, were, were four coins, uh, two dimes, a nickel, and a penny. And I thought, that's odd, you know? I mean, first of all, it's odd to find several coins together, but they're not spread apart either. They're just kind of together, you know? I picked them up, walked in. I wasn't thinking too much about anything. And on my way into the store, I thought, wait a minute, 16, 26? Could there be any connection? I don't know. Again, I had no idea if 26 signified anything. So I thought, well, I'll Google it again. Go to Mr. Google. And um, I did. And uh, 26, uh, in, in several ways, signifies God in the Bible. The, my favorite way is uh, that in Hebrew, the Hebrew language, the, uh, the letters have numeric values. And in Hebrew, the name for God is Yahweh. And if you spell out Yahweh and apply the, the uh, numeric values to those letters, it adds up to 26. I thought, wow, that's interesting. That's very interesting. But it also does in English. G-O-D in English, if you just apply a value to our alphabet, A is 1, two, B is 2, etc., G-O-D adds up to 26 as well. So I'm thinking, how in the world can that be? You know, two languages, as far as I know, have no connection really with each other uh, linguistically. They both add up to 26, and I'm asking God, can you please tell me, show me somehow if the 16 came from you? I took it to mean that he was saying, yeah, it came from me. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you that it did come from me. And there's other ways that 26 fits into this, but 
that's a little bit time consuming. So go ahead, Louise. I want to. Your husband's talking about numbers and saying the Lord's speaking to him in numbers. He meets a stranger in a Walgreens parking lot. What's going through your mind as a loving wife of how many years at this point in time? Had you thirty nine? Thirty nine years. Okay. So what's going through your mind as he's telling you all this stuff? Well, it was. I, at first, I thought. At first, I thought the meeting with the angel was a little strange. Then that evening, you know, when the neighbor said. Yes, he found 16 cents. But Todd has always been a numbers guy. I mean, he used to sit in the bathtub with a legal pad, numbers. And I thought, what is he figuring out? That's that's how you can relate to Todd, numbers. And I think God's chosen that way. Because he's very unobservant. For him to find money, he doesn't even look down. <laughs> When he's walking down the sidewalk. <clears throat> She's so, not saying anything about your laundry, but apparently there's laundry you need to be picked up if you just yeah, look down. That's right. All right. So you this you get this confirmation that this is from God. How does all along the salsa thing had started years before? Right. You'd already won national competitions with your salsa? Right. So how does that fit into the story then? Because it start it says it's a story of salsa, sickness, spare change, and an encounter. So we got the spare change and an encounter, but the salsa and the sickness. Tie that together. Well, I had been praying, God, I'm tired, you know, of this. I, I need, I want to do something different. You know, this, this something has to change. And uh, there's more numbers beyond the 26. Actually, two days later, I went to uh, the donut shop in Tarpon Spring to get a donut. And I got out of my car. Now, this sounds crazy, but I get out of my car. And so when you get out of your car, what'd you find? I found uh, two dimes. All right, we're talking today with Todd and Louise Eckhaus, a, a story that really encompasses the God of the universe, our Heavenly Father, getting involved in the intimate details of our lives to confirm that, yes, he's getting involved in the intimate details of our lives. And Todd, that's really where you were in the story. The Lord kept putting a number of numbers in front of you to confirm that he was, in fact, leading you to what? Well, leading me to my faith growing in him, you know, trusting him more and more and more. Uh, it, uh, it it just got to where there was just could be no doubt that it was God. Absolutely. So you got to that point. Now, step back a few years. The salsa thing was a ha- was a hobby for you guys, making salsa, right. bring it to parties. People right. loved it. Hey, you guys ought to do this for a business. Right. And when you lost all the money in the, in the real estate market, you said, well, maybe we really ought to do this as a business. And you went to go find a warehouse, and you couldn't afford him. You couldn't afford him, couldn't afford him. Then you get this phone call. I get a phone call out of the clear blue. I'm in my car. Uh, lady says she'd been looking for me for two months. She was a member of the of the Pappas family, which is a restaurateur family. It goes back to World War One, And they were interested in my salsa. They had uh, tasted it somewhere and uh, wanted to meet with me. And uh, I happened to be looking for a place. Looked at three. I couldn't afford any of them. And I was just dejected. You know, I just thought, why am I even doing this? I can't afford anything. And then I get a call from people I don't even know. Right. But the Lord was saying, Todd, I don't want you to spend any money. I want to give it to you for how much? For a few gallons of salsa a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the Lord works. When right. he wants to give you something great, he says, wait a minute, you can do this on your own, but it's going to cost you money. If you do it my way, I've got a better way. Yeah. Now, Louise, through all this salsa making, whose who's salsa recipe was it? Was it yours, Todd, or was it Louise's? Mine. Right. Okay. But you get sick in this process. Mm. And that was after the real estate market crash, correct? And during this whole process, you get sick. What happens? I um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. So not if you guys didn't have enough going on. Yeah, right. So there's the sickness part. What happened? Um, 
I took it in stride. You know, you have to deal with it. So I um, was treated, went through, you know, double mastectomy, chemo. And, um, of course, my faith really grew then. But I had a piece about it. I was um, prayed for, loved for. My daughter would send out emails right before chemo. And every, every, after every treatment, I'd get like 30 to 40 cards. Mm. Uh, so if ever I felt down, all I had to do was look at that and just see how many people were lifting me up. How many years have you been cancer-free now? Five years as of last Friday. Fantastic. Praise God. Praise God. There you go. You made the five-year anniversary. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big deal. Yes, it is. That, praise God. That's cool. So, Todd, while you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life in phase two, the Lord's speaking to you. You're not really sure what he's saying, but you know it's the Lord speaking. You've developed this salsa business, but is that what the Lord wants you to take forward? Yes, I, I believe that, absolutely. Uh, for the purposes, I think, now of, of growing my trust in him, because I had no other options, uh, and we weren't really bringing enough money in you know, to, to live, really. It was always short. But uh, so many things happened that it could have only have been him that I had absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with. Uh, and uh, it just kept going. And I remember telling Louise when she had been diagnosed with cancer, I said, you know, we said we were going to trust God. That's what we're going to do all the way right to the end. No matter what, that's it. We're going to trust him. And that includes cancer. Amen. Now, you grew up in a military family. Yes. So you were used to just saying, yes, sir. <laughs> how hard was it to transfer that to saying yes lord even though what you're telling me to do doesn't make sense yes lord how hard was that obedience well i i really felt i didn't have any options you know the, my options had gone out i only had one option and that was god which is the best option to have always but uh and i'm not so sure how well i was obedient either just because i was raised in the military i'm not sure that, that i <laughs> well i'm sure you had a rebellious streak but i'm talking about through this process when the lord's saying it's me speaking here's the next step i want you to take because he never gives you the whole picture i mean he didn't he didn't tell you the end game at the beginning did he no no no, no. no, no. so take us down the road we, we've got just a few minutes left of the show take us down the road to you you make it through cancer the Lord shows you this 16 cents things. He starts speaking to you. What, what happened to the salsa company? Well, I ended up selling the salsa company. Uh, I didn't really want to, but we really had to. Uh, I'm still tied into it in, in the sense of uh, future sales, you know, royalties. If they ever get it placed, it's not placed yet. So they need a connection at Cisco or, or Cheney Brothers or one of those food well, U.S. food places in order to place it. Well, preferably Publix or a large grocery chain. Oh, got it. Yeah. So if anybody listening from Publix, listen, this salsa, it smelled incredible. I did not have any before the show, but it smells incredible. So you're still looking for a placement for your salsa, which you won awards for. Louise, you guys you guys as a team won awards on this stuff? Absolutely. The Scovy Awards, national. Uh, the mango salsa came in first place, and the tomato and kiwi fruit came in second place. Mango's, nationally. Wow. And, and it's no still local not placed. <laughs> uh, no local restaurants heard about it, huh? And well, we up. were with Cheney Brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, restaurants were using it. There were restaurants using it. But uh, the uh, the retail side of it, I think, is a better side to be in, uh, the higher volume that way. Sure. Okay. So we got the salsa. We got the sickness. We, we got the encounter with an angel in a parking lot at a Walgreens. We got the spare change. What's the picture look like today? What What is... What is God doing to you today? What, where are you at with this story today? Well, we're right in the midst of, we just as you said, we're just launching our ministry, to, really today. I, you know, I'm kind of counting it today because this is a, a broadcast. 
uh, and uh, I'm I'm sure this is where we're supposed to be. Okay, uh, so the ministry, that's what I want to dig into. So God gave you the name, 16 cents. What is this ministry all about? Well, it's about love and trust. Growing, growing, helping people to increase and enhance their trust in God. I, I, feel, I believe that trust is a little more powerful word than, than faith uh, because trust to me suggests that you have to put everything into that trust. Everything goes into that trust in God, every aspect of your life. So, Louise, when you, you guys have been on this obedient path for all of these years, through sickness, through some very interesting communiques from God, what does that mean? What's the ministry mean to you guys? 16cents.org. Uh, it's, uh, we are trusting totally in God to lead us, but uh, my faith has grown, and uh, you know, I, I just take each day for granted. It's a gift from God, and we'll see what is next in God's plan for us. Well, and, and that's, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we just don't know. I mean, every day we're just searching for what he wants us to do. You know, a lot of times people, a, a lot of people in their 60s are thinking about retirement. But you guys aren't thinking about retirement. Absolutely not. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about just going ahead and working in the ministry, you know, and, and working till I die. I can't, I just couldn't, frankly, I couldn't stand the thought of, just playing golf every day and kind of not really contributing, I guess. I'm not going to say that's not contributing, but at least not contributing in the way I want to do it. So talk to me about the, the ministry the Lord's led in your heart. I mean, he spoke to you. He, he grabbed you at a time when you were extraordinarily vulnerable because you're, you're like, Lord, what, what's next? I don't, I don't get this. I got this salsa. I, I, what, I, I've got this encounter with you. I lost my real estate business. You, you got to have had, what are some of those thoughts that go through your head? You're like, I just like to get a regular job. Or what were some of the thoughts in your head? Well, I, I believe, I think it all started when I stood up and I said, I'm going to trust you. And I was honest. And I said, I can't honestly say I feel it from my heart right now, but I'm choosing to do that. And I'm going to re rely on you to grow that trust. And that's what he did. And he, he did it in ways that I could relate to. And I, I'm seeing that he seems to do that with other people in ways that they can relate to. With me, it happened to be numbers. And uh, he confirmed everything. So it wasn't, there was no guessing on my part. I mean, I knew the way he confirmed these things that uh, it was absolutely him beyond any shadow of a doubt. And uh, so it, to me, it's exciting. You know, every day I get up and I think, what's going to happen today that's going to cause me to trust God even more? Uh, I'm not perfect, you know. I still uh, have you know, doubt sometimes a little bit and, uh, you know, hey, God, you know, why are you doing it this way? You know, I'd rather do it this way. But ultimately, uh, you know, he says, uh, I know, I know the plans I have for you. Uh, I don't, I, I want you to, I want you to want to prosper you in Jeremiah. And uh, so I just trust him that way and he's doing it. I, I, it's just an exciting process. That's how I see it right now. Very, very exciting because I've already determined that it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to trust him no matter what. So it doesn't matter what happens. How have you guys had the opportunity to speak what you have learned? A lot of times the Lord takes us through a pathway, 
adversity, we'll call it adversity. And he does this so that we can then speak specifically from our experience into the lives of others. Because he always, almost always brings people in our lives that we can share specifically what he's done in our lives. How, Louise, talk to me through your sickness, through this whole process. How has the Lord used your testimony to speak to others? I just share it. And, uh, you know, whenever I have the opportunity, which is quite often, I mean, the cancer, not so much, you know, it's been five years, but uh, I really try and tell the story about our ministry and uh, people are very excited to hear about it. And it's like, oh my gosh, because it is unique. (laughs) Well, but every ministry is unique and and it's, well, what's unique is that it's out of the box. It wasn't an idea that you guys came, you didn't grow up thinking about this. A lot of times people start ministries like, well, that's, that's what I want to do. Right. But the Lord gave you this ministry. Absolutely. And I'm not sure that we all really understand what that ministry is. So I want to I want to I want to dig a little deeper in that. Todd, as you've shared your story, shared this story, and, and we had to cut it a little short today because it's radio, but as you've shared this story, and we're talking today with Todd and Louise Eckhouse about their new ministry that's launching right now, 16cents.org is where you can find out about it. As you have shared this story with how many people? Oh, probably just individuals, one one and one on one, probably uh I don't know, 50 or 60, uh, something like that. And what's the response been when you very, share the story? Very, very positive. The, but, the, but, the response has been, wow. You know, it's like, wow. That's, you know, a lot of them say, oh, my hairs are standing up on my, on my arms right now, you know. Uh, in fact, that's very common feedback. And uh, I, just, I just really love it. I love the response that I'm getting from people. I'm finding that a lot of Christians, um, well, I mean, I was that way too, but uh, it, there's not as much depth maybe as, as they should have. Uh, but I would probably be the same way still if, if God hadn't shown me very clearly that he is, is working in my life. If he hadn't taken away all your crutches. That's right. <laughs> if, 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 you, if you, I probably, if I had still had a ton of money, I'd probably be going to Europe and, you know, not doing much of anything. You You'd know? be what I would call a mamby-pamby weenie-butt Christian. Could that's, be. That's the way I describe a lot of those people that, you know, they're, they're comfortable and so their faith isn't stretching. But God brought you to the end of your rope together. That's right. Well, you thought you were at the end of your rope and then Louise got cancer. Right. And then that brought you really to the end of your rope. But when you're at the end of the rope, what do you find? You always find something when you get to the end of your rope that God's been holding out his rope all along for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So 16cents.org is where people can go out and find out about your ministry. Talk, Todd, from your heart, what do you want to see flourish out of your ministry? Well, obviously I want to see the ministry ministry grow. I want to have more opportunities to spread our story. I think that's primarily what we're supposed to be doing is telling our story, enhancing people's faith. Uh, Frankly, I've been thinking about something I haven't really mentioned to anybody but well now you're gonna mention it to a few thousand people the, uh, well okay. the house we have in tarpon springs happens to be right on spring bayou it happens to be a house that's the closest house to the annual uh epiphany event that, sure. that the greeks have the diving for the cross and that's freezing cold water right. we're 100 feet away from it and uh out in front of our house we have a big front deck that overlooks the bayou and the, that whole event i'm thinking about inviting people over and uh telling our story right in our front yard uh, I think that's a little a little different way to do it. And serving uh, them chips and salsa, of course. Absolutely. Do you have any patents? I mean, can you are you still okay to still make your salsa even though you sold the rights to it? Not really. Uh, I might be able to make a deal if I you know wanted to to go back to the uh, per- the company that bought it and possibly make a deal with them. But uh, 
Well, let's just hope the Cheney Brothers can find somebody to take that salsa, because it's phenomenal salsa. We'll get that done. All right, you're listening to Jim Brangenberg right here, and I work for him. We got Todd and Louise Eckhaus in the studio with me today, talking about their ministry that is just launching, 16cents.org. And if you're just tuning in right now, honestly, you need to go back and listen to the whole story, because it it makes sense when you hear the whole story. It may be a little tough to grasp here in the last five minutes, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen. Todd and Louise, I want to ask you this question. How do people get involved with your ministry? What I mean, your ministry is all about trust. You're really teaching people that you learn. Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems to me you're teaching people that, hey, you learn to trust in the Lord. Has he ever violated that trust, Todd? No, absolutely not. He's, he's uh, ad, you know, added to it. That's what he's done. And, you know, the Bible says uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not difficult, impossible. So I think as Christians, that's what we should all want and desire is, is a higher level, a more closeness with him, and that comes through trust. When you look at the years that have gone by, you look at the people that you've spoken truth into. You've had an opportunity, you said, to share your testimony 50 or 60 times. Louise, you said you've had the opportunity to share your testimony many, many times. How have you seen your testimony grow in others? Well, I've had people uh, in, a, in a, little gr- a little gathering that I have told the story to and say, Todd, tell, tell that story, you know, about the, the 16 cents and you know, that kind of stuff. Like you mentioned, there's a lot here that I haven't been able to discuss today because of time. Uh, there's a lot more to it. And uh, the uh, videos that we have on our, on our website go into all, all the detail. Uh, and it becomes it would become a lot more meaningful, I think, to people if they if they go through all of that. It's about an hour of talking on those. What's cool about your testimony is is it highlights the fact. This is what I see that our heavenly Father loves to get involved in the intimate details of our lives. He also loves to get our attention. He's not real fond of, as I like to call it, mamby pamby weenie butt faith. He loves to take people deep into their faith, and God used adversity in your lives to dig you guys deeper in your faith. Absolutely. I don't think it would have happened without it. And Louise, do you, are you angry at God because he gave you can- allowed cancer to enter your life? Not at all. What it was it? for a reason. I, I feel I'm to be available to help someone go through it. And there are thousands of women every day that find out Absolutely. that they have breast cancer. Yeah. So you guys have this ministry, this ministry of trust, this ministry of recovering from cancer and learning to lean on the Lord through all of it. Have you ever seen, has the Lord ever just, you know, let you at the end of the road and said, yeah, by the way, you're, you're on your own. Figure it out on your own. Not at all. He Did proves it, himself there every day. There's a lot of people out there, Todd, that are contemplating retirement because that's what they've been told all their life. That's what they're supposed to do. Yet you guys are in, entering into those golden years, but you're not retiring. That's right. You're starting a ministry. You're, you're really trying to find a place to place your salsa, which, by the way, is inf- incredible. You guys want to find out more, you can get a hold of Todd on his website, 16cents.org. What do you want people to hear about your thoughts on retirement? Well, what retirement? Why should people retire? I don't know why people should retire. I don't think, I'm not sure that's why we're here. I think God put us here uh, to help other people and help them grow. I don't think we do enough of that. I, I certainly have not done enough of that. But my whole attitude is, has changed a lot. So this encounter with God, which, which started with mm, losing your money, your crutch, yeah. 
right. led to you doing <clears throat> something you're passionate about, which is you're a phenomenal salsa maker, which has not a dancer, a salsa maker, which enabled you to win national contests. Yet that wasn't, it was phenomenal, but that wasn't, that wasn't the end game. At this point in time, it may come back, but God led you then to say, I just want you to keep trusting me. Yes. Uh, one thing I didn't get to mention, and I'll say it very quickly, uh, driving in the morning to, to deliver the salsa years ago, I would be able to talk to God. And I kept saying, God, you know, we got to make a living. You know, we have to eat. We've got to pay. We've got bills to pay, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and I was thinking in the context of salsa, you know, expanding the salsa business. Put it in every grocery store in the nation, God. And a thought came to me, and I know it came from outside of me. It was not it didn't come from me, it came from God. And the thought came to me and it said, you have no idea what I have in store for you. Todd and Louise Eckhouse, thanks for coming on I Work For Him today. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. And that's really the story for all of our lives. You have God saying to us, you have no idea what I have in store for you. But a lot of times we have to put down all the garbage we're carrying around in our hands so we got open hands to accept what God has for us. But if we've got fists full of garbage in our hands, we can't accept what God has for us. He's got good and great and perfect things that are designed specifically for us, yet we're so often so caught up in the garbage of this life, which is stuff that will burn and when we go. We don't get to take any of it with us. There is no U-Haul behind the hearse. It doesn't work that way. Check out 16cents.org. Find out more about Todd and Louise Eckhouse. Find out how the Lord spoke to them, 16cents.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.